Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And I think, Tud, you had some fun times this past couple days, right? Oh, we're just getting right into it. Wow. I think so. I don't have much to lead into this episode. Usually, I take a step, Tud and I take a step back and just leave you with the first sentence for the podcast and we never know where it's going to go. So, <laughs> but this time you're yeah. like, let me, let me give this right over to Ted and just tell yeah, us about listen, what you did. Yeah. Listen, we're 20, we're 25 now. We don't need, we don't need any parents or anything anymore. We're 25 episodes old. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we're big boys. So Tud, take it away, you big boy. Sure. Uh, that's kind of weird for you to call me that, but okay. Anyway, listen, big boy. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this weekend was a really big or really busy weekend. Um, on Friday, we went to a vineyard, Priam in Colchester, had a bottle of wine there that was really good. And then on Saturday, we went to Kent Falls Brewery in Kent Falls, Connecticut, and we went to Litchfield Distillery in Litchfield. Now, now, big boy, you've talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> you said that Kent Falls is is a pretty good brewery in Connecticut. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's amongst a lot of the rankings in Connecticut. It's considered the number one brewery in Connecticut. Wow, I I had never been there before. Um, I went while I'm on keto, so it really wasn't the best combination of times to go to a a brewery that's an hour and a half away from your house. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it is literally like you can. For people who don't know Connecticut, you can drive across Connecticut pretty much in any direction for an hour and get anywhere. Not not the case for Kent Falls Brewery. <laughs> so yeah, so we went there. Um, we did split a couple beers uh, just to try them out. We tried a beer called Lillian, which was a gose that was basically rested with heirloom tomatoes, which was really, really Interesting. good. It yeah, was the best sounds- beer I had from there. It sounds gross. It was delicious. <laughs> um, we had a, co- a beer called Coffee Table. And a beer called Equinox, which is a farmhouse ale. That was the one that they released for the first time in cans this past Friday. So you were telling us last week that you get 20 grams of carbs a day on keto. Correct. Correct. So like you got to have, it's like very precious, your number of carbs you're allocating to each of these beers. Yeah. Yeah. When I said that we split beers, I mean, they were like, you know, five ounce beers that we drank two and a half ounces a piece of. You basically like looked at the wind in at the window at all of the nice looking beers and was like, "Oh, those look tasty." Correct. And then kept Correct. walking past. Them. <laughs> Correct. I mean, the real purpose of the trip was to go to Litchfield Distillery, but because it's only twenty minutes from Kent Falls Brewery, we decided to hit that up too, um, despite the fact of not being able to really drink. Right. Yeah, I remember one time. We were, I think, all in New York, like just over the border in New York, and we weren't that far from Kent Falls, and we were talking about going, talking about going. We never ended up going, but- Yeah, uh, we made a mistake. Was, yeah, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was the closest I think I've ever been to Kent Falls. Yeah, Kent Falls, um, <laughs> so their beer is distributed across Connecticut, and the brewery is really cool. It's a little farmhouse. I'm sure there'll be pictures up on the Instagram if there's not already of what it looks like, but once you go in there, you can buy anything that they can. It's all in the cooler. All the nice. bottles, they, all the bottles they sell, all the cans they sell. It's all there. You can drink anything there while you're there. It's just a really, really, really cool place. That Lillian, that was the the sour over the heirloom tomatoes, was fantastic. Did you bring some home? I did not because they don't bottle and or can it. It was on the on, okay on draft. Just, uh, yeah. Um, I will be going back when I actually am drinking beer again. That way, I can kind of load up. Nice. Yeah, and then from there we went to Litchfield Distillery, which is for people who don't know, is a distillery in Litchfield, Connecticut. Uh, they specialize in bourbon, but they also do a vodka and a gin. There's a nice. pi- yeah. So th- so there's a picture that will be up on the Instagram of the still. It's a bourbon still. They really do specialize in bourbons. They like I said, they make five of them. While they, oh wow, yeah, they make one vodka that's a hundred percent corn, and their gin. Which, I, as I learned while I was there, gin is basically vodka that just has juniper infused into it. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like seasoning in your in your vodka. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually I did not know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So they they I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about the whiskey. I learned a lot about how vodka works. Um, I learned what six times dis, uh, distilled means versus you know one time distilled. And it's all about they have a vodka still that basically is 
you know, stories high and it has to go through so many plates to be one distilled, two distilled. Based on the size of this place, they only can distill their vodka twice. So it has a little bit of like a banana flavor to it on like the back end. But it was overall, it was a, it was a really cool distillery and all the liquor's free while you're there. Well, that, that makes it a lot better then. Yeah. yeah, I feel, (laughs) I feel like I need to go to a distillery and like take a tour because I've taken a lot of beer tours and I've, I know, you know, the, basics on how to brew beer i have i have no idea anything about making liquor so or making any kind of spirits so uh, yeah i have to hit something up i've been to one very cool gin distillery tour it um aka a vodka distillery um yeah i think they did have a vodka this was at bar hill distillery was where the tour was and it's far up in like the northeast kingdom of vermont and so it was like miles away from anything. I was the only person in there to take a tour. It was a very low-key operation, but they make one of my favorite gins of all time, their, their Tomcat gin. And it was really cool to see how it's made and see all the barrels and all that stuff. So yeah, I agree, Chris, that you should definitely try and get to a distillery tour at some point and learn more about the process. And we could bring it back as like another liquor cabinet segment on our show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no, I really have no excuse. There's one ten minutes from my house. I was going to say, doesn't Old Glory? They must do tours. Yeah, they do. I just, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. So maybe and, I'll go in there. You got and your try. podcast homework. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to. Darn it! I have to go to a distillery that I like and drink all the oh, booze. Man, life is tough sometimes. You know, I don't know how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, um, you know, for the for the listeners out there, in future podcasts, we will be. Featuring, I will be featuring some stuff from Litchfield Distillery to drink by or to drink for my drink of the week. Nice. Maybe yeah. with that, we should we should just segue right into our drinks for this week. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll go first because I actually was down in Missoula today. Whoa. Yeah, it's a bit of a drive for me. It's like a hundred miles away. So you're in a different state, essentially. Yeah, you're saying like in Connecticut, you can get anywhere in an hour. Well, I went to the closest city, and it was like three hours. <laughs> but um I went to a couple of really cool places and um I'll tell you about the the place that has my beer for today was Kettle House Brewing which we've previously featured on the podcast. I've done the Cold Smoke. I don't know if Chris reviewed it or I reviewed it, but I know Chris has had some. I think I did. I think I did the Cold Smoke. Yeah. They are one of the bigger breweries in the state. Um one of the older ones in Missoula. And I just popped into their tasting room real quick to just pick up this half growler. This week to review, I have the Freeze Out Stout. It's an imperial stout. It's 13.6% alcohol. You kind of, it's, what was that? The SRM we were talking about was the <laughs> yeah, right. last week. This for, Standard I'm sure the SRM measure. on this is uh, like a million because it is pitch black. <laughs> and what, did, you say 13, 60, did you say 13%? Yeah, yeah, close to 14%. Oh, yeah, I think wow. it's at 13.8%, okay. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Woo. I haven't tried it yet. Figured I'd bring it home first and uh, try it live on the podcast. So, okay. Ted, you're giving me a look like, yeah, that look. So, I don't so have I the think, right screen up. There it is. Okay. I, I got to see I the think, look. I think this sounds like a beer that Tud Cleo wants to make an appearance for. Okay. Oh. Are the spirits, their spirits are call, coming to you? Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think it is. Can you hold it up to the camera? I can see the stars aligned outside. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want? Do you need more information about the beer? Or yeah, I'd like that? to know. I mean, I'd like to know a little bit more. Tell me, like, it's a stout, obviously, but what type of, like, yeah. You know, tell so me a little bit. Barrel aged. Okay. And it's brewed at Kettle House Brewing Company. Okay. <laughs> and it's thirteen point six percent alcohol. Okay. And it's an imperial stout. Okay. And that's all I know about it. Is it? So it's not like an imperial milk stout, just an imperial stout. It's just a stout. Okay. Yeah. All right. So do you want to remove your headphones and take a sip? And that sounds I'll des- good. I'll okay. describe what we're doing it's a, here. It's a double blind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to smell a little. Uh, I'm going to say charred. Pro- uh, Flavor is going to be a very boozy on the back end. Probably a slight hint of coffee with a little bit of cr- uh, toffee. I think I'm going to say toffee on this one. A little bit of a little bit of burntness. A little bit of that like smoky flavor that you get from a, a beer, especially of that type of alcohol character right i think i think the most surprising thing about this is he's going to say how smooth it is in the front and how punchy it is in the back end because after all it is a 14 percent beer 
Right, yeah. And and so all that knowing Obert, knowing he's he's a stickler for for beers. What do you think he's going to rate this beer? 3.5. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's a little light, I think. I think he's going to be closer to that 4 mark, but but maybe it's just that's me. I'm not Ted Cleo though. You know, I'm not a I'm uh, not a big Listen, fan. we rate we rate our beers high. Yeah. I probably would have rated it a 4 based on how I thought it tasted, but right. I knock everything down a half peg because it's over. <laughs> Because it's over. We yeah. should make like really frantic movements now since he doesn't have his headphones on and be like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you've given me plenty of time to, to, to have a lot, a few sips. I'm already drunk with this 13.6% here. And come up with with how I want to describe this this stout. Okay. And I want to start by telling you things that it doesn't taste like. Okay. Um, for being a barrel aged stout, I don't get a lot of oak in here at all. I don't get any cocoa. What I do get a lot of is toffee notes as well as vanilla. <laughs> Todd's looking like Cleo was right. <laughs> you know, he said toffee, and I was like, "There's no way Obert's going to say toffee." <laughs> you said toffee. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you guys can see. I'll hold it up to the camera, but there's a pretty persistent head, kind of just like constantly coated with just this top layer of really smooth uh, bubbles that just make it really creamy and rich to drink. Right. Okay. But it's very good. 13.6%. It's not as boozy as I was going to guess it was going to be with an alcohol content that high. Right. Especially being barrel aged, you figured it would have some of that kick. Right. I'm going to give this a solid four and a quarter, which... Ooh. Yeah. I was way low. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this beer. And I have to apologize already for by the time I get to my handle, I might be slurring a little. But... <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is very good. I think it's a limited release, but if I see it again, I definitely would get it again. Well, I told I said that you would probably rate it a three five, given your your you know propensity to you know rate beers low. I I, I understand that, but no, this was a really good one, and um, I was curious how much how long after you were done g- guessing were you just like shit talking about me with my headphones off, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad. Yeah. So. So let me ask. So you don't taste a lot of booze anywhere. It's not on the front end or the back end. I mean, you know, it's there. It's not hidden. I, if you asked me to guess blindly, I would say this is probably you know upper nine percent, ten percent, closing close to double digits, but not like bam that boozy. Wow. Okay. So really smooth. That's nice. Mm. Yeah. It sounds delicious. I'm jealous. Yeah, it is. I had no idea what to pick when I went there. They had a bunch of interesting stuff on tap. I just tried a little bit of the key lime pie sour, and that was a really interesting beer. Um, I thought I'd bring that to the pod, but I'm glad I chose the one I did because Type Cleo was able to channel channel his or her. Is is it is it Cleo speaking through Todd, or is the spirits speaking? I'm not <laughs> too sure. It's the beer spirits that speak to me. Okay. Okay. So you're just you're just the 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 translator, the I guess. vessel for yes. the spirit yeah. media. Yes. Yes. I catch them out okay. of the out of the ether the ether that's the word i was looking for <laughs> and pull them into my and pull them into my mouth and that's what i taste okay so Tud, oh, okay. so tud cleo is definitely a man yeah oh yeah okay yes right. it's okay. oh yeah baby i'm all man okay, okay. i get it now <laughs> you don't get a so, name like big boy with by, being, <laughs> that's true. by not being a man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Okay, so we gotta we gotta move on here. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. How about that? I'll, I feel like I I always go last. I don't know. That might just be my imagination, but uh, I'm drinking a uh, beer that I got in a beer trade uh, from friend of the podcast uh, Russell H. Beer. Oh, another still California working, beer. California beer. Yeah, still working my way through these. So so this is called Comfort Zone. It's a collaboration between Modern, Time, Modern Times Beer and Cellar Maker Brewing Company. So IPA, pretty sweet can. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a really cool can. Yeah, very sixties really cool. retro. Can, like can, you know those when you're can watching. Can you hold Austin that back Powers. up there for a second? Yeah, spin it and, really fast. In Austin Powers, how they have like the scene transitions between. It's like yeah. that. What that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's really cool. Check out the Instagram for this one. Yeah. It's like a kaleidoscope if you spin it really fast. Mm. 
Ooh, smells good. Let's get mm. the pour. Oh, made a mess. By the way, I feel like I stole your copyright, and now you have to pay me for cracking the can. Oh, live on the mic. Wow, that's not how copyrights work. <laughs> it's not like the Declaration of Independence. You can't just steal them. <laughs> All right. While I clean up my beer mess, if uh, you look at your official copy of the uh, copyright, it's actually just a replica paper that he bought from the gift shop. Oh no! <laughs> that's right. Foiled again. All right, I've got it right here. Well, you have some mail over there. <laughs> no, that's All the right. copyright. So we have here an IPA, nice and hazy, kind of juicy looking. Not not like bright juice, but there's some juice look there. Uh, a little bit ahead, Hopander, and it is IPA. It's six point six six percent alcohol. So you know you know what that means. And uh, we're gonna see how it, how it tastes right now. So that means it's like devilish beer, I guess, is what we're going with. It looks a little red. I could get behind that. Mm. Makes me want a neighbor of the beast from uh, Nebco. That's a good beer. That is a good beer. And so is this. This is a good beer, too. It is not as, surprisingly, not as juicy. I mean, it, there's definitely a lot of citrus that you get from it, but not like orange juice like kind of thing. And there is a decent amount of bitterness to it, but it's really good. I really enjoy it. Okay. I don't want to derail your whole review here, but is there a big distinction in your mind between when you say um, juicy, is that distinct from hazy or are you using those two words kind of interchangeably? Mm, they aren't interchangeable. To me, they're not. Hazy, okay. you, you can have a hazy beer that is not juicy. Would you say that's what this is? Yes. I okay. mean, it, it, I mean, you can't. You can't see through it. I don't know what the SRM is on it, but <laughs> uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's juicy. It just means that it's unfiltered and has like all those particle hot particles and all that stuff in it. So extra that's flavorings. To, yeah, that's to that's to me what 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 hazy is. Um, yeah, whether that's right or wrong, I don't. No, know, I but. I agree. But like, there's I don't think you can have a juicy beer that's not hazy. Like I've never seen a filtered juicy beer. You ever had a sip of sunshine? Ah, uh, I mean. I guess. It's filtered. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well then maybe there we go. Maybe that's our juicy yeah. juicy non-hazy beer. Yeah. Uh but it's I mean it's a solid beer. It's it's really good. I mean, if you think of like an IPA that uh I mean, like a sip of no, well, maybe not like a sip of sunshine, but uh IPA that you get up north or, you know, wherever the big IPAs are made, then this is right in line with them. It's not anything that's like going to change your life forever, but it's if I had a six pack of them or a four pack of them, I would definitely finish them all. So <laughs> that's not saying much for you. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I just I, I was like cleaning out my beer fridge and like just drinking like beers that were meh, okay. But I was like, eh, I have them. Might as well drink them. Yeah, so I was going to ask, what was the join... last time that you did not finish a four pack and poured them out? I actually just did that with uh, a four pack that I had. I bought because it was still water artisanal and i generally like them a lot but this one was like a, a light session ipa or something or i can't remember exactly what it was and it was just not great not not so, good and aged even worse yeah 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 they were older too that didn't help yeah. so, do you get still water in tennessee uh there there's one spot that i can get it because that's that's done by the 12 percent beer project oh is it okay yeah. i didn't know that yeah it's one of the breweries that's brewed out of the the nomad brewing oh that's cool yeah so this is a uh, good beer 6.66% alcohol, and I'll give it a solid, uh, I'll give it a four. You know, I might as well just keep on my, keep on my easy You sound like streak. you don't want to give it a four. You sound like it's a three and a half. No, I was torn between a 3.75 and a four, but I gave it a four. I'm feeling generous right now. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. If you like juicy IPAs, it's a great IPA, so. But it's not juicy. It's just hazy. <sighs> yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Todd, real quick before you go, I just wanted to say I realized it, I know exactly how this beer tastes. It's almost like a double snowdrift vanilla porter from Kugels, but with less chocolate flavor. So, imagine if you had that beer just twice as strong with less chocolate. That's what this tastes like. Oh, okay. I, I like those beers. Those are good. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had that one. Oh, really? oh you really? When when you are no longer on hashtag Tudfit, you should. <laughs> Seek one out because you know for a for a mass market beer that you can find pretty much everywhere, it's very good. It's a very good porter. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah, the more I drink this beer, this is more juicy than I let on. Sorry, folks. 
Yeah. I, li- I lied <laughs> well, to everybody. Good thing, that, good thing you rated it high. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but anyways, Tud, I think you are last with some kind of something. Liquor? Another seltzer? Something? <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm reviewing Old Granddad's Bonded Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 100 proof. Um, obviously, because it's bonded, it has to be 100 proof or higher. Is that a thing? I don't know yeah, much about proofing. I, I um I didn't know that either. I don't think that came up when you were telling us all about the difference between bourbon and whiskey. Yeah. On so a, uh, episode whatever episode that was. <laughs> Enter <laughs> episode number here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know our entire audience has listened to the whole back catalog by now, so they they know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They probably just they were just re-listening to everything, getting ready for this episode. So yeah, they they just listened to it in the last day or two. So yeah, so yeah, so this this is a bottled and bond whiskey. Um, so what that is is it's that it's been aged and bottled according to a set of regulations contained in the United States government's standards for identity for distilled spirits, as originally laid out in the Bottled and Bond Act of eighteen ninety seven. Ooh, sexy. So basically, it was brought it was brought by the government to be put in place to help make um unadulterated whiskey because there was a it was there was a lot of adulteration happening. Kind of like and, when we were talking about the with package stores, how the term came to be like it's gotta be in the original package. This was part of that. Correct. Movement. And then this also uh is a you know, is a key driver in taxes because you have to pay the government taxes in order for it to be quote unquote bottled in bond. So what does that have to do with it being a hundred proof? Yeah, so so to be labeled as a bottled and bond or bonded, the liquor must be a product of one distillation season, January through June or July through December, by one distiller at one distillery. It must have been aged in a federally bonded warehouse under U.S. government supervision for at least four years and bottled at 100 proof. The, all those things have to go together in order for it to be considered bonded or bottled and bond. Interesting. That, that's a weird set of rules that must make it just so it's very uniform. Yes. Yeah, that's that is kind of cool. Yeah, it's weird. basically just saying you know it's it's their way to protect against fraud. Nice. So yeah. how is it? Yeah. So so this is a very cheap bottle. Um, most people will be able to find this on the shelf. Probably runs about twenty five bucks. Uh, one thing for all the whiskey drinkers or anybody trying to drink whiskey, always take three sips. One for the first sip is the shock. The second sip is for acclimation, and the third sip is for enjoyment. I learned is that. that, is, is, learned oh, that I was going to ask that. Yeah, learned that at Litchfield Distillery. Nice. What's the what's every sip above that? Is that just enjoyment more? Do you restart? Or? <laughs> it's all. Yeah. It's all enjoyment after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does well, it go back to shock? <laughs> so we're going to the last sip. The last sip is shock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through all the stages live on the pod, just so people know. Okay. So shock. <laughs> All right. All this the, is all the stages of whiskey. Yeah, this is uh, this is the shock. Shock. The shock stage is really like when like your throat gets burnt by the the liquor. Very boozy. Obviously, it's a liquor. <laughs> it's kind of like drinking gasoline. <laughs> all right. So shock equals gasoline. Okay. Adjustment. A little less gasoline. Starting to taste a little bit more caramel notes. Uh, still, still very boozy. So caramelized gasoline. Got it. Yeah, caramelized gasoline. Okay, so third sip, you know, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's still, obviously, this is a cheap bourbon, so. Enjoyment is in quotes. Yeah, so this is, it's it's a cheap bourbon, so it's still going to be quite boozy, uh, depending on the mash bill. It, you know, you're going to get different flavors in here. I don't know what this one is for a mash bill. It's pro- It's got to be at least 51% corn because it is a bourbon. It's very sweet. It's got a little bit of caramel to it, a little bit of vanilla, and it's definitely got a lot of I would say it's probably got a little bit more tails in it than you would expect from a bourbon, but because it's a cheap bourbon, it's going to have a lot of tails to it. Now, what does tails mean again? I believe you discussed that already, Ober, on this pod. I know. I was, I was just asking you to remind the audience, of course. It's a test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so heads is the is the really really bad beginning part of the the brew or the distillation process that you don't want anybody to drink. Hearts is the really good stuff that um you really want to use and tails is kind of like the the ending part of the distillation process where you're, you're going to get some funky flavors in there. The cheaper burb or the cheaper booze you go no matter what the type of booze you're going to end up with more tails than hearts. Right. Or more like, tails mixed in with the hearts. Because the heads is ethanol and poison. Correct. So, so you don't want to do any question heads. of Basically, the cheaper it is, the more tails they will include because it's 
economical to do it, but it just tastes not as good. Correct. So uh, there's definitely a lot more tails in here than you would expect. Well, now with bourbon, a little bit of tails is never bad because it adds that funkiness to bourbon. Um, so actually in your bourbon distillation, you actually want to have a little bit more tails than you would in a vodka or a gin or... Because it gives it that character. Correct. Nice. And for the listeners at home, uh, you are just you just have that on ice, right? Just ice cube? Yeah. So I have one giant king ice cube in there and just poured some bourbon over it and that's your, it's your bourbon on ice. I always drink my bourbon with one ice cube. Um, I prefer bourbon to be cold. Some people will... Some really big bourbon drinkers will scoff at me and say that I'm ruining the bourbon. But at the same time, I like my drinks to be cold. Do you keep your bourbon chilled or just keep it in a cabinet? I keep it in a cabinet. Okay. Yep. I don't, I mean, I, I guess you could throw it in the fridge. I don't, I've never heard of anybody doing that. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if you kept it in the garage or something where it would just be, you know, a little cooler. So you get less melting initially of the ice cube. But No, I actually, I prefer a little bit of the water. Um, I think it also, it, it dilutes it a, just a tiny bit just so it's not so potent when you're taking the, the first sip. Um, and you can, you know, with obviously with water, it's not, it's not, dil- it's, it's diluting the alcohol. It's not really diluting the flavor. Mellows out that shock. Flavor. Right. Right. Yeah. The first, the first step shock is a lot less shocking with some ice. Cool. So with that all, what do you, what would you say? Scale of quarter to five. Two and a half. Okay. Okay. So not, not, not a winner. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's cheap. I bought it off the shelf. I Would I buy it again? Probably. <laughs> Not the answer um, that I was expecting. No. Well, this is the guy whose favorite beer is Bud Light, so. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> One of my favorite beers is Bud Light. But, um, no, I, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to find it. But, like, if I went there on Woodford and Knob Creek and Michter's and all the other or all the other brands I could name off the top of my head weren't there, then sure, I'd go back to this one. So it's better than nothing. It's It's better than nothing. <laughs> That's what Todd gives a two and a half, which I think is fair. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I've had worse bourbons. Jim Beam is a worse bourbon. Okay, I'd buy this over Jim Beam. All right, I smell a face your beers, but uh, I think we got to <laughs> leave it there. So I want to tell you guys more about my trip to Missoula because uh, it was my first time in that city, and you know, maybe I've been out of the East Coast for. A long time, but I kind of forgot what it's like being in a city. I was like, "What is this?" I was going to say, "Is it is it really a city?" It's really a city. I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to Sky- be <laughs> like skyscrapers. I mean, I don't know. If yeah, are we talking like sky? are we talking like Norwich or are we talking like Boston? Um, definitely not Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Hartford. Um, definitely not Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> so Norwich or so- Manchester. <laughs> Yeah. What is like the, how tall would you think the tallest building is in Missoula? 14 stories. Okay. That's my guess. So tall enough where you wouldn't take the stairs. So maybe like Hartford, but not as many tall buildings. Yeah. Hartford has got some like 40 floor buildings, I feel like. So Hartford's a bigger city than Missoula. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay. But they did have a very cool, it's also like a very, like kind of has that Austin, Portland weird vibe to it. Where it's very potheads. What potheads? Yeah, I was gonna say it's very hip. It's a college town. Um, I didn't see uh, U of M's campus at all, but uh, you know it's just nestled in some gorgeous mountains. And uh, I did get to go to Kettle House, which I was telling you about. But I also went to another brewery named Guild, and Guild had some really intriguing beers on tap, and that's G I L D, like to cover something in gold. What would you consider a a weird beer? Uh, styles I've never seen before. Um, they had an India Pale Kolsch, which lived up to the name. I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed that one a lot. That's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was because when I heard the name India Pale Kolsch, I couldn't really guess what it was going to be like. But then you taste it and it hops up front and Kolsch on the back end. It was really good. Um, they did a good so, job balancing those two flavors. So very, very hoppy, but very refreshing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it hit you with the hops in the the front of your tongue at the beginning, but then it left you with those like sweeter lemongrass type of summertime beer mm. um, in the aftertaste. What, it was very good. What's like the ABV on that? Um, it was six point two ABV and thirty oh, IBU. Shit. Oh wow! Yeah, Coalescence was the name of the beer. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah, it was really good. 
Um, and they also had a winter squash um, stout that, you know, sometimes you see a beer that has an unusual ingredient and you're like, oh, I'll try that. But it doesn't really taste like it at all. Like, okay, that was kind of a waste. This, you could definitely get the squash front, middle, and end of the beer taste. You could kind of like just get that aroma of the rind or the skin of the squash and it had that nice hearty flavor and almost like a little bit of a cinnamony taste through the end, like a roasted squash. Really good. And I was pleasantly surprised by that. Those were the two most interesting beers they had. And it was also a really cool environment. They had an arcade in the basement and they had a bunch of fun board games upstairs. So it was very Missoula hip, cool place. Wow. That's uh, that's another interesting beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. And it was in an old bank building, um, you know, from imagine like a bank you would see in a Western movie where it had... You know, like late 1800s, big, you know, a lot of square features, the kind of modern features, um, a lot of the bar and everything was a nice wood finish that complemented the the environment really well. It was just a really neat, neat spot. Would you compare it to like a Willy Brew? It had the that vibe. It did. That was the first thing I thought when I went in there uh, because Willy Brew or Willamette Grand Company is a converted um, post office, which we've discussed as one of my favorite places to drink in Connecticut. Um, and I got that same repurposed vibe out of Guild. Oh, Guild. I get it now because it's an old bank. Right. Gold. Yeah, ah. there we go. I didn't even, you know, it's like as I talked about it. Yeah, you, I put it together too. But, <laughs> that's um, cool. That's that's awesome. I love those kind of places. I mean, we've talked about Willy Brew a bunch of times, but when you go into like those breweries that are just like, you know, an old, I mean, even Fox Farms, an old repurposed barn, which is also pretty cool so but i like those places yeah a lot of, yeah, lot they, of fun they add some character to the place that you're going into yeah. yeah absolutely so did you do anything else in missoula with the big 14 story buildings and <laughs> <laughs> i did i did go into um a theater there that they use for a lot of their music venues and there was actually a film festival going on at the time um very cool spot like sundance film festival it was the Big Sky Film Festival, so just like our local Montana film festival. So the the Wilma was the name of the place, and um, very cool. I'd rec I'd recommend you guys to just look up pictures of the inside because it's one of those old classic theaters that just it was really impressive uh, interior and just really cool spot to go and see a movie. I wish that Missoula wasn't three hours away from me because I would definitely go more often. But after having gone now. I can't wait to go back for my next trip to the big city. The big city. Yeah. <laughs> with the 14-story with the building. Exactly. Very cool. Well, that sounds like a pretty cool trip there, Robert. I'm happy you made it out to the big city. But, <laughs> but you know, have you guys – do you guys watch Twitch at all? Or have you ever, like, look, been a Twitcher or Twitched, the, Twitched the, I think is what they call it? Yeah. Twitch and Chong. I know what a Twitch is. <laughs> That's the, the – uh, gaming sh streaming kind of where where gamers will stream their their feeds of yeah. video games yeah yeah for some reason just recently i i've started watching some because i've been shiny hunting in pokemon let's go quite a bit and okay. it is a lot of it's there's a lot number one there's any game you could ever think of is on there and number two <laughs> for some reason just watching people play other games is like actually kind of a lot of fun i wasn't sure if you guys had yeah. ever the first time I heard about it, you know, whatever, four years ago, when it first started to be a thing, I was like, why would you watch people play video games when you could just play video games yourself? <laughs> but since then, I've started, I have, it's actually one of the things that helps me when I can't fall asleep is watching people stream stuff. It's just like, I find it relaxing and hmm. it just helps me not off. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually watched it. I'm wondering if there's any way for me to monetize my video game playing though. Well, you know, it makes it makes me want to do a, do a tweecher. So <laughs> to, to start a Twitch channel. So we should uh we should do drinking alone with friends twit Twitch channel. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. That would be cool. Um, but we could finish our Borderlands game finally. Finally, yes. We've only been playing and we're on like the second boss. But <laughs> <laughs> um 
but I mean, it's just for some reason. And like the things that they do to these games, like I watched this one guy who shiny hunts and he's just ridiculously lucky because he does the same things I do. And he runs into like 10 shinies and I run into none. Bullcrap. <laughs> but like there was uh, well, he one probably that has I, a game shark, which definitely helps. You know, I don't think so. Because that's like his whole thing is like, oh, I'm the shiny hunter. So I don't know. Maybe they just like him more than they like me or I have bad luck or whatever. But but also there's like. So one of my favorite games of all time is uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I love that game. I'll play it over and over and over again. There, I was watching a channel last night where they were playing the game, but it was everything was randomized. Oh, so, what? Yeah. So you would go and say, say you were supposed to open this chest and get a key. You could open that chest and get anything in the game. so like you could open the chest and get a heart piece or the light medallion or a tunic or whatever it may be it was like it was plus i don't know if these people had ever played the game before normally or they had (laughs) they hadn't played it a lot so it it was just really entertaining i i and it makes it just makes me want to make Makes me want to do Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's taking it to a whole new level is watching people play a game that you're not even sure if they know how to play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like the people in the chat are like, no, 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 you got to do this. Oh, don't forget about this. And it's so it's right. Oh, there's a chat aspect. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, you got to check it out. They can tell you what to do. Yeah, you got to check it out. So, yeah, I my favorite thing to watch on Twitch is uh, speed runs, which is people trying to beat a game as quickly as possible. Is this like the website where I've seen like, you know, watch Twitch play like Pokemon? Pokemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twitch like, plays Pokemon, I, yeah. That I was think a big like thing. See, I think I see them playing like Twitch plays like Breath of the Wild now and I'm like, how does that work? How, yeah. How how does this work? Like, how does the internet play a game? Uh, that's a whole another <laughs> That's Discussion. for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it okay. would probably but it's 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 pretty cool. So, and you know, so if you're a a prime a Twitch Twitch Prime or whatever. Because it's owned by Amazon. Yeah. So that's when you say Prime, it's like if you have Amazon Prime, you automatically have Twitch Prime. Yeah, that's what I have. So so if you have Amazon Prime, you can automatically go do Twitch Prime. What does that what does that mean? And look up DAWF podcast and just subscribe, even though we don't do anything. Wait, do we have an account? Uh, not yet. We're gonna. Chris, have did one, you just though. make an account? <laughs> I'm gonna this right conversation. Now. <laughs> what, what does Twitch Prime get you versus regular Twitch? So. Twitch Prime, it comes with your Amazon subscription, and you get one free subscribe a month. So when people subscribe to channels, they like donate $5 or they pledge $5 to the channel. So with Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime and you get one free of those, one free one of those a month. So if I found like, you know, Tim's great video game player oh, channel. I do love Tim can... and his great video gaming. <laughs> I can only subscribe to him, and then I, if I found Joe's spectacular, fun video game channel, I'd have to wait till the next month to also subscribe to him. Unless well, you, you could, wanted you, to pay five bucks, you could pay five bucks and subscribe to both of them. It's like a way of it's like it's like a Patreon of you know supporting creators. So so, but anyways, that was just my little bit of a little bit of a thing into Twitch. Chris's life right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been shiny hunting and. Watching other people shiny hunt. <laughs> nice. So, folks, I think it's about that time. Unfortunately, we're getting towards the end of our time together this week. Satis- glasses are getting empty. Yeah, glasses yeah. are getting empty. Al- the Oberts- hosts are getting tipsy. <laughs> Oberts are getting buzzed. Yeah. And, and uh, it's time to hoist our three-handled mug of wisdom uh, where we leave you with a fun thing in the world or a pro tip or something to improve the quality of your life and uh who wants uh who wants handle number one this week i'll go first okay here here, here you go thanks so uh my handle this week is is the website slash app called woot um i'm sure a lot of people may know what woot is it's a company where they basically have a daily deal and they offer something at a ridiculously low price it's owned by amazon you can go on there and you can download it on your phone. It will alert you every day of what the what the deal of the day is. I remember this from like the early to mid two thousands when it was a new yeah. thing. And so it was it's still like the same website. Every every day they'd have one crazy deal. 
Yep. They have multiple deals now, but one one crazy deal per day as well. Uh, they still do the bag of crap and the Rudolph and all those types of things that were made popular back in the early 2000s. Um, but they do have this thing where every weekend you can play this this game. And it basically, it's it's like it's a monkey and you have to keep on jumping up different levels in the game and trying not to fall and you have to collect bananas and that type of stuff. And if you collect enough bananas, you get discounts and or free stuff on loot. So I recently played this game and I won enough to get a discount on a sweet t-shirt that is Star Wars themed. Oh, that's, but it's, oh yeah, I see it. That's a really cool design too. Yeah, it is a pretty cool, pretty cool design. Yeah. So uh, it was a whole $8 for the shirt. It was free shipping because I have Amazon Prime. So I got a t-shirt, I got the sweet t-shirt for $8 because I played a game. Um, I've bought a whole bunch of stuff on Woot recently. Not to brag or anything. Seems, yeah, I'm just, just awesome at the game. game. I mean, <laughs> I should make, probably make a Twitch channel of me playing this week. <laughs> you probably could. I would be willing to bet <laughs> a Twitch channel of people doing that out there. Soon, like, soon to the DAWF podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Twitcher. You've seen Twitch plays Pokemon. Have you seen Tud plays t- Woot? <laughs> yeah. So, like, on my Twitch Prime account, I will play the Woot and get free stuff from Amazon Prime sentiment. I'm just all inside the Amazon ecosystem. And while I'm doing that, I'll talk to Alexa just so we're, we're clear on everything. <laughs> she runs your life. She's, like, your personal assistant. Yeah, I like exactly. how the, the stealth handle this week is just Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this part of the podcast brought to you by Amazon. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, they they want us to be advertisers, so trust I guess, me. Okay. I mean, eh, why not? As long as they don't have to pay us, they don't, you know, they're happy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so uh, with that, I, I just tell everybody to go download that app. And who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right. Cool. There you go. Oh, well, thank you. That's uh, mighty nice. So I have the middle handle this week. So I hoist the mug and I'll put over some friends of the podcast. I... We talked about them briefly on the live stream that we did on Wednesday, but it was a really cool thing. And for anybody who didn't tune in, I want I want you guys to hear about this. It's it's called the World Series of Beer. I don't know. I know Tud, you were I was talking to you, and Obert was in the comments. But yeah, and uh, just to fellow listeners, and we did a an Instagram live on on the last Wednesday, um, where yep, yeah, we we talked a little bit about the some new new beer releases. Yeah, and we're going to try yeah. and do that every Wednesday. So, you know, and it might not be beer releases, it might be just random Q&A, but if you want to if you want to hop on the Instagram, follow us, you can watch us, two of us, and then one will be in the comments uh on Instagram. So, but either way, so these guys, I think there's five five judges, and what they're doing is they're building a March Madness style bracket of nationally distributed beers. And Generally, they want craft beers, but they have like eight of the mass distributed ones, the Bud Lights of the world. The the 15 and 16 seats. Yeah, yeah. Or are they the one seats? Are those the bracket? I don't know. know. So they've gone through and I think they have 35 beers released so far of the 64. And on March 1st, they're going to be doing a podcast that is the selection show so they're actually going to do a random bracket so who knows what the seeds are going to be unless those are going to be i don't know i don't know the ins and outs of everything but then these five judges are going to go through and do blind taste tests of everything to see and rate on a scale of one to ten you know hashtag untapped let's get on this and it'll progress that way throughout the weeks following march madness so it was a really cool idea i reached out and i was talking to one of the guys that's uh, coordinating it and um we'll talk about it on the podcast i'm sure because it's very interesting I, i'm curious to see how they're gonna rank beers comparative to how we would rank them so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting interesting thing so check them out World and they're doing beer. 64 beers not breweries correct correct and i don't know if that means that they're doing both i don't know i don't know if oh, there's gonna okay. be overlapping i think they're trying to get 64 different breweries but I'm not sure. Okay. And did you say that there's going to be a podcast following this along the entire time? That is my understanding. Now, it might be a video one, like on YouTube or Facebook or something like that, but I'm not 100% certain on that. We can get we can get clarification on that and we'll report, but March 1st is the selection show. But you can follow them on social media everywhere, uh, at WSOBeer on both Facebook and Instagram. So, but pretty cool. Very pretty cool. cool stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so absolutely. I guess that leaves me with the final handle. Yeah, I think you get it. Yeah, and this is one that I've been excited to bring to the pod for a couple weeks. Um, I just had to write, wait for the right opportunity. Let me know if you guys have heard about this before, but I I bought the I got a free sample of these the other day. It's called Toast. Have you seen this product before? No, no. Uh, I'm holding the package up to the camera. It says to a great night and a better tomorrow. Toasts your health. And what it is is it's a package of gummies that are supposed to help prevent hangovers. And this guys, this might be okay. this might be the product we've been searching for. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I went on their website. They have like a free sample. You just pay four bucks for shipping to get it. So I did that a couple weeks ago. I got one. I tried it out this weekend on uh, Saturday night. I They recommend you eat them before you go out. So I did that. Went out, had a bunch of beers, came back. I felt fine the next morning. So I know that's only one data point, but it was enough to convince me to get more of them. Okay. How they work is it's got this combination of things that are basically uh help your liver function so they have i think some of the ingredients they said on their website that were the active ingredients were milk thistle as well as prickly pear extract and some other chemical nalc something not not nacl which is salt but (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say that sounds like salt yeah um, no, it's some acetyl something or other. They just have that as the acronym on the website. But, um, you know, I will say they smelled pretty funny. They weren't like great tasting, but I mean, you know, I would eat some okay tasting gummies if it meant I didn't have a hangover the next day. Yeah, right. I mean, that seems like a pretty fair trade off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does the package list the ingredients? It does. Um, that sounds. I could read them off. It would be pretty boring podcasting, I think. But uh, they're on here. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, so you go to toast.com or whatever toastgummy.com. it is. Toastgummy.com. Toastgummy.com. I assume toast.com was taken by like, yeah, yeah. By, <laughs> by big bread or something. Yeah, and, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, what does toast.com lead to? <laughs> okay. Yeah. T- you <laughs> figure that bread. out. Yeah. And we'll keep talking. And. Uh, so what is so you pay four bucks for the free sample, but how much is a is a is a pack or if you normally uh, it, it's one of those websites where if you buy a bunch it's cheaper, right? Okay. Um, but I think you could get. I think they started out about you know three or four bucks a package um, if you buy like a box of ten or twenty packages of them. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna buy one of the small boxes and gather more data points. Um, and actually, yeah, they do, they do a, like one of those referral code things. So we could put it in the, a link in the notes, but, um, it's like, you get 10 bucks off if you use the referral code. Oh, and, okay. But yeah, I recommend both to my co-hosts and to my listening audience to check them out because I was, I was definitely not disappointed with my first one. And the fact that they say, you know, and it's all the disclaimers about not being evaluated by the FDA and all that, but. The fact that they say it like promotes a healthy liver makes me feel a little better when I f- feel like trash the next morning. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if this if I can be doing less damage to my liver, that's always good. So right, right, that's a plus. Um, Todd, where where does Toast.com lead? Please tell me so it's to- not like a weird porn site. So I I was actually hoping they're that all it was weird, be a weird porn, porn sites. Site. Yeah, but it actually leads to a Toast Toast.com leads to a is it Toastmasters? Cloud. No, it's a flexible cloud infrastructure that serves as Korea's best public cloud in combination of large volume service, know-how, and open source technology. Wow, that's, I was hoping for something more exciting. I was as well. Yeah. yeah. Eh, oh, well. I'm actually, kind of, I'm actually kind of disappointed that Toast is such a poor website. Yeah. Maybe they could be bought out by Toast Gummy. And yeah, this was something that um, there's not a lot. I think of. I think they're just getting started. The, the package I got in the mail looks like very much like someone mailed it out of their garage <laughs> so i think it's cool to, st- to support new businesses that are just coming out but um the marketing looks now, how do we slick. know it's not bad for your liver you know i don't know but uh, the they they talked a, lo- a big game about having a guy who studied hangovers for 20 years on their website and i'm like well geez i'm only like you know five years behind him on that field of study <laughs> 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 but um they you know, if you check out their website and they have a whole section about the science behind it, and it was enough to convince me to try it out. 
So with that, um, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank the people that provided today's drinks for everybody. So I'm going to thank Old Granddad for their bottled and bond straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey. I would like to thank Modern Times Beer and Cellar Maker Brewing Company for their Comfort Zone IPA. And of course, I'm going to thank Kettle House for the Freeze Out Stout. Thanks for getting me mildly drunk tonight. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Untapped at DAWF Podcast. And also always hashtag follow the email with comments, questions, general thoughts, concerns, hatred. Nobody sent us with it, but what they've had for breakfast. Yet, yeah, so please. Again, I'm I'm, good job, all, everybody not sending in your general thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the email just, just for everybody's reference is dawfpodcast at gmail.com. Again, just so you guys are all aware, because we're still waiting for emails, dawfpodcast at gmail.com. You know, we have stickers, as always. Make sure you let us know. I've been passing them out. I I, uh, stuck some on the walls at Kent Falls. I left some on the bar as well. Um, I gave some to people who were sitting in the the brewery because one guy was wearing a Fox Farm sweatshirt, so he got one as well. Obviously. Uh, They also also might be new listeners, so uh, thank you, Scott and Dave. I hope you guys are listening. Um, As always, Scott and Dave, you guys are new. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's iTunes Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, or anything else that you're listening to. We're on all of them. Um, Also, head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. The more reviews, the more ratings we get. The higher we move the charts, the more people will hear about us. The more stuff we can do to make the pod a lot more interesting for those listening as well. Anything else, guys? I would just say, you know, keep an eye out on the Instagram for our Wednesday live shows. I don't know what we're going to call them yet. Or we'll instagram lives we don't have a name yet but we'll we'll do those and as we need as we see fit as well as you know keep an eye out for that uh DAWF podcast twitch account so <laughs> yeah definitely exists by now right <laughs> tud plays Wo- tud plays Hop. it's going tud, tud plays Woot. <laughs> i love it i love it and uh yeah we're getting close to the thousand followers on that instagram so if you wanted if you've always thought gee i would love a box of beer from montana and you don't know how to do that, well, follow us on Instagram for your chance. And even if you've never thought about that until right now and now you're really thinking, oh, maybe some Montana's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, just who doesn't want a box of beer? That's that's very true. Uh, currently, as we sit here and speak, we have 929 followers on Instagram. So people head on over, help us pass that 1,000 mark. Yeah. And you want to get in before it's too late. You got to, this is one thing I learned about marketing, Ted, is you got to make it sound like they are they could miss out oh yeah so whoever's the thousandth and one one person they don't get added to the the drawing for the box of beer they, it's only the first thousand subscribers well yeah let's let that's, them all believe that. that's not how it works <laughs> no that's no, exactly how this works tud's got a hard so, cut off exactly and so with that my name's tud my name's chris and i'm obert and remember if you're drinking alone do it with friends yeah, we're there's not a single person over one thousand being involved in the market. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how it works. Because then why would they why can, would people keep subscribing? Yeah, they could be involved in the five thousand Connecticut beer. Five thousand. What? Over the five thousand.